The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to those expressing them and do not necessarily reflect the OSA Foundation Incorporated or any other group or individual. This podcast may contain dialogue or subject material that could be considered for mature audiences only. All aspects of how you play the game and the OSA Foundation Incorporated are protected by copyright and other state and federal intellectual property laws. Unauthorized use without the express written consent of the OSA Foundation Incorporated is strictly prohibited. If you're interested in sponsoring how you play the game, please email us at podcast at osipfoundation.org. Your sponsorship may be tax deductible. So I'm trying to think of a funny way to open. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, that's that's probably the best I got today. So. Okay. All right. Um, well. <laughs> well, bye. 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 <laughs> That was the quickest podcast we've ever done. What about five seconds? Something like that. Yeah. All right. Somebody, somebody out there is, is timing it. It's, these are the same people who are still counting the, uh, keeping track of the points on whose line. Oh. Uh, you know. Where they don't matter. Where they don't matter. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. That's good. So this show is dedicated to you, buddy. And I'm All sure. Right. I'm sure his name is something like Dennis. Yeah. So yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of Dennis, hey, welcome to How You Play the Game. That doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> the official podcast of the OSA Foundation Incorporated. Yours truly, Jack Furlong, with you as we talk to you about what's going on as far as the world of sportsmanship is concerned. This is the second episode of the month of September. The year is 2021. Glad you can be with us. As always, check us out at osafoundation.org. Email the show with the address podcast at osafoundation.org. Uh, on social media, facebook.com slash OSA Foundation, Twitter and Instagram at OSA Foundation, hashtag how you play the game, and also now on YouTube. Across the way on the screen for me, the producer engineer, Mr. Sean Ryan. Sean, hello. How are you? I am just processing some allergies here. I think we all are. So I think I, think I, I op- opened a show once by saying, holy allergies, Batman. Probably. Yeah. Or I'm just getting sick of hearing your voice. I don't know. <laughs> It could be both. I was gonna say, <laughs> you didn't. You didn't even give me a chance to come up with something funny. <laughs> Barely, we're married. We're so. just gonna. We're just gonna open up an episode by saying, "Screw you." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and yeah. then leave. <laughs> you, you, and I don't get into a lot of fights, so that's that's what's no. really you know. There's probably all this bottled anger somewhere deep inside us. I don't know. Yeah. I usually just you know. Oh, well. You release it in other ways, like I, watching watching your friend do a flight simulator. Right. Or, yeah. you know, fading a golf ball 100, 150 right. yards. There's nothing, there's nothing better than us on the golf course. All of a sudden, the worst comes out of us, and we just look at each other and go, Chairman of the OSA Foundation, right. ladies and President the, of the OSA Foundation. We, would, we say the worst things. Oh. Because we but, can't say them anywhere else. That's very true. That's very true. But you know what? That's funny is that, you know, that actually kind of brings up a, an interesting point, um, you know, in terms of sportsmanship and and even psychology a little bit. You know, we, we, we you know, we kind of go back to this a lot. We're human beings. And right. we're going – every human being is going to have a, a certain number of thoughts that are probably, you know – triggered by anger and frustration and whatnot and um you know it comes back to the idea that yeah we're 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 gonna have you know kind of bad moments where yeah if you even want to call them bad where those emotions get the better of us the question is whether or not do we express them in an appropriate way do we do we treat others the way that we would wish to be treated you know um i don't think there's anything wrong 
by contrast of if we hit a bad shot mm-hmm. you know with us you know cursing about it it'd be it, it, it's different if you know it's you hit a bad shot and then you throw the the club into the, the lake right. you know and then you turn around and you blame the other person and right. you know and like that that's that's a different story but yeah. you know you know i it's funny because you know every like if you meet someone who's just like calm 100 percent of the time those are the people you, you have to watch out for the most yeah because they are gonna blow it's like serenity now uh-huh right? serenity now serenity yeah. now sa- insanity later exactly hoochie mama they're gonna <laughs> yeah. they're gonna blow up but yeah. like if you see someone who's like more real in terms yeah. of like the, the an occasional like oh man what the f was this yeah you know that then you know that they're more honest yeah in fact there was i forget where it was i forget what i was reading but like people who curse more tend to be more honest yeah that makes you know? sense yeah yeah because Cause they're not they're, bottling it up right and they're just let it they're just saying what they what's what they feel yeah um which is you know both good and bad thing depending on the circumstance but you know most of the time i would say it's a good thing to be well it's like uh pitch the pitcher for the chicago white Sox, the australian liam Hendricks. i was watching an interview with him today where you know he says when i'm between the white lines i let it go and you can hear him he's cursing and he's doing this and he's he's letting it all out and then once once he's you know away from the game he's like the kindest sweetest man Mm. you'll ever meet and 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 you know he actually has said i think he said in an interview after the all-star games like as soon as i get between the white lines my wife goes you are a psychopath you know like (laughs) yeah you know but there's something to be said for that in that Mm -hmm. you know what is he doing is he is he directing his anger towards someone or is he just you know is is he just trying to hype himself up like there's all these different things that go into that Right. And, you know, and, you know, we, we talk about it just being a game, you know, like if you hit a bad shot in golf and you, and you go, ah, son of a, you know, and whatnot, it's easy to then turn around and then go, all right, it's just a game. It's not that big of a deal, you know, because mm-hmm. you're, what you're doing is you're letting the initial reaction out. You're not directing mm-hmm. it in a bad way. And it's not, you know, um, I think we, I've mentioned this before too, you know, you look at a baseball player if they swing and miss or if they you know just get under a, a pitch and pop it up and whatnot and you know they'll throw the bat down in disgust they're mad at themselves right you know they're not mad at another person and mm-hmm. and you think about it, it's like they they work hard at this kind of stuff and you know when they when they get frustrated that kind of stuff comes out it's not that easy in that moment to say oh it's just a game it's just that you know blah 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 and that's and that's where we come in and say, yeah, compete as hard as you can, but do it respectfully, right? You know, if we well, it's back- like what it's like what one of our um, like one of our uh, uh, board members, uh, Mark Gola, says, you know, it's gamesmanship versus sportsmanship, right? Right. You know, you, you know, gamesmanship is playing the game smart within the confines of the rules and putting your heart into it but and sportsmanship is how you react to something right you know so it's 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 a combination of using both so i would uh, i I would actually yeah well i would actually take that a step further and say you know gamesmanship is 
you you can actually argue make an argument about how gamesmanship could be poor sportsmanship in a certain way as well because mm. there's there's on one hand yes you are playing within the the confines of the rules what what where it gets out of hand is when the typical games person expects everybody to be that way and mm-hmm. to to almost it, almost be nefarious in a way mm-hmm. you know like where they're basically saying i'm not cheating but i'm taking everything even in no, with you know lacking morals you know mm-hmm. to the point to gain an advantage as much as i can and compete to win and whatnot so but but taking a step back what you said is true you know um you you, so so gamesmanship has to be within context as well Mm -hmm. but but yes i'll just end it that way yes yes um how do i transition from this (laughs) speaking of games yes there you go (laughs) Did you did you 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 showed me the um the thing about the um the caddy at uh was it the masters? Yeah. Uh, so, tell me about that one again. Uh so Hideki Matsuyama, you know, recent most recent masters winner. And I'm sure I'm sure those of those of you who are listening know the story. Uh he won the Masters, which is a coveted event every year. You win, you win the green jacket, and then you have, like, the next year you get to pick what dinner everyone's having at the clubhouse. It's really, really kind of neat. But it's a big deal when you win the Masters tournament. Um, and he's worked hard all his life to get to that point. He works hard for this money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, after he won this, this past year, um, his caddy, Shota Hayafuji, um after you know it, it's typical for them to take the flag of the 18th hole uh and after he did that he he turned to the course itself and bowed um and it was a bow of respect and it was a bow of of of, of thanks to being a beautiful course and a challenging course and just you know it, it's 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 an ultimate respect to the yeah. game and it was one of the most awe-inspiring things that uh, you know I personally have seen uh, on on the golf course. And it's by chance that there was only one camera on that caddy. Everyone else was on. Everyone else's eyes were on Hideki. And there was one guy with I can't remember the guy who took the picture. Um, but it ended up in the magazine, right? Yes. Yeah. But it was that one picture of the caddy bowing and that guy one camera guy took that picture it was a perfect timing and uh it was uh is something that i think will be will live in the annals of history i think it's it's a it's a symbol of not only golf but kind of what we all need right now yeah is some humility and some and some empathy and respect not only for the game but for competition for each other um it, it's it, it is uh it it's a, just a really heartwarming uh heartwarming experience and and a heartwarming thing and and is the epitome of sportsmanship yeah um you you can't really get much better than that i mean you know so um 
truly a nice image uh, and something that'll, I think, live on forever. Um, so I thought I'd just share that um, as a great example of good sportsmanship. Uh, and and it's it, there's a there's a contextual nature to that too in that you know you you are recognizing that or 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 the caddy you know who the the, the proverbial you uh, recognizes that the the course has uh, as much to do with the victory in golf as mm-hmm. as the play you know. Um, each golf course is uniquely designed. It's not, you know, you know, yes, baseball diamonds and fields and stadiums are have unique aspects to them as well. But you're not, you're, you, that's it's very secondary. You're playing another team. You're not, you know, you're not playing the course, so to speak. Um, and uh, and and the way that golf courses are uh, are, are, are held in different respect and 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 tournaments and so on and so forth. Uh, you know, they take on a life of their own, mm-hmm. uh, you know, whether whether we whether it's human given or not. But it, it, there, there's something to that in saying that, uh, you know, this was you know, you, you are honoring the, you know, the, the, the not just even the course, but but the tournament, the you know, mm-hmm. you're 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 putting everything into a, into a, into a context of um recognizing the momentum and the momentous occasion and uh really what is happening at that mm-hmm. moment you know right. um it's it, it's an equivalency to you know winning any championship in that you mm-hmm. recognize how difficult it is to to achieve that and you know in in a, in a weird way it's almost like thanking the little people right you know but but this is a very unique little person so yeah. to speak, you know, so, so there's a, the, you know, it, it is a very welcome moment right. to, uh, to, to see, um, you know, exactly, you know, it's, it, 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 it's almost like saying thanks for the good bounces, you know, yep. you, know you know, like, thanks, yeah. you know, thanks, <laughs> you know, you could have, you could have taken that ball and made it, you know, make a hard left into a sand trap. And instead right. you kept it on the fairway, you know, it yeah. was, you know, so, so there's, you and know, Augusta National is is you know that is there's so much history yeah with 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 that course and and just how legendary it is and you know it's like sort of like if I could you know to sort of piggyback on what you were saying it's kind of like when a baseball team wins the World Series and a manager sort of if they have the wherewithal sort of thanks the other team and and says man they played hard yeah you know they it's sort of giving that kind of respect you know not that the course lost right yeah <laughs> the golf courses can't lose yeah the golf course is not unless the final boss okay unless, <laughs> unless there's a lot of flooding yeah, exactly uh, but, but 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 the point is that you know you you're paying respect to the course and by doing that you're paying respect to the groundskeepers, management, people working at the course, the other players, the game, the tournament, and competition in general. So it's yep. sort of like you sort of kind of fans out into yeah. different different aspects of the game. So um, it's it's just a great feel good story, and uh, I think I think that's we can we should really be learning from the Japanese in terms of like you know respect and 
you know, just with, with regard to competition, um, I, I think we, there's a lot we can learn from them yeah. when we apply it to our own sports. You know, it's funny, actually, that reminded me of another thing. I think this is what I was going to talk about briefly. Um, you know, as you mentioned, you know, many of the Asian cultures have, uh, you know, an aspect of, of respect in, mm -hmm. in that way. Um, which is which is incredibly important, and and that's not to say that we need to 100, uh, you know, adapt it, you know, turn Japanese like the the song says, mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, and whatnot. It's it's about like you said, it's about learning from it and taking mm -hmm. what we can to adapt it to our own lives, and it's about right. respect. It's just it's just about understanding that we are all human beings. We mm -hmm. you know we're all in this game together of life, you know and 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 whatnot um you know it, and and you, you you don't have to take it to a to a level of everything has its own life force if you don't if you don't want to you know it's just right. it's just about respect and mm -hmm. in uh south korea in the uh korean baseball organization mm -hmm. um there was a situation where uh mike montgomery who is a former mlb pitcher uh, i think he was with uh, the Yankees actually this year in the minor leagues, and then he had an opt-out date if he didn't get called up. So he opted out, I think. And he signed with, I believe, the Cebu Lions. Mm. Um, and so so he's pitching in Korea. And mm. in, in, in Korea, they have uh, respect for the pitch clock, if you will. Mm. You know, it's, and that's, I, I don't think that they enforce it like to the T, but it's like, like how many pitches you've thrown or like no, the, like the, 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 the time in between. Yeah. It's, it's the 12 second pitch clock with nobody on kind of a thing. It's interesting. If there's, if there's nobody on base, I don't think that that's a hard and fast rule. Like if the pitcher does not de deliver the pitch within 12 seconds, it's an automatic ball, but it's like, if you're taking hmm. longer than 12 seconds, you know, you're going to hear it from the opposing bench and an umpire might tell you, Hey, speed it up a bit, you know, all that kind of a thing. So anyway, Montgomery, Joe West would love it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Joe, if you're if you're listening, come on the show. You know, let's let's talk music. So uh so Montgomery was pitching and he was pitching quite slowly with nobody on base. And someone from the opposing dugout said something to the umpire, and the umpire stepped out and said to Mike Montgomery, you know, hey, you know, let's let's pick it up, pick up the pace here. And, you know, Montgomery was heard on, you know, on, on a live mic saying something like, you know, get back behind the plate. You don't matter here. And then uh, when he was uh, leaving the mound following, I think, the end of the inning, uh, he started arguing again, uh, got ejected, and then uh, took the rosin bag and threw it at the umpire. Oh my God! You know, and then I think once he was restrained by his teammates, uh, you know, he took his jersey off, he threw that onto the field, just left everything and stormed off. And one of the funny things about and it when, was when was this? This was in the last couple of weeks. Oh, jeez. Um, and then and then what was what was even crazier is that when Montgomery threw the rosin bag at the umpire, mm. and and his teammates were basically restraining him at one point the catcher for his team his catcher mm -hmm. took the hat 
off of his head, off of Montgomery's head, mm-hmm. and held it up to Montgomery's mouth as if this, as in the symbolic gesture of saying, stop talking, don't get yourself into any more trouble, you know, like it was, you know, don't let anybody, you know, be able to discern what you're saying on camera or anything like that. Like, mm-hmm. like it was, it was about respect. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, and whatnot. And, you know, it's, it, it was quite unfortunate because, okay, let's, let's, let, let's say one thing first. The dude is obviously not content with his career or something like that. You know, he's probably mm-hmm. kind of frustrated. He's like, I'm pitching in Korea, you know, like mm-hmm. he probably feels out of sorts. He probably feels out of place. He's probably on edge. Not everybody can just pick up their stuff and go to Korea or Japan and play baseball because they, they got to make it back to the big leagues in some way. And this is their only option. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's like, it's like Mr. Baseball, you know, there's, right. there's, 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 there's a lot of that frustration there. Um, so it's it's very you know so so we have to have empathy from the get-go okay uh that being said you made the decision yourself to go to korea therefore it is incumbent upon you to understand you know the respect for the culture the cultural differences the fact that the, the pace is a bit different the game is a little different and if you don't like it don't go over there and make a stink about it. Right. You know, and, and do what you did, you know, like there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, this is on you, man. You know, we get Mm -hmm. it. You know, we totally get it. We understand why you're upset. You like, like let's, no one's taking any of that away from you. It's more along the lines of saying, dude, you've got to, you know, this is not the appropriate way to act. Right. Um, you know, and, and it's just, it's, it was just quite unfortunate and, and throwing the rosin bag and all that stuff was, was beyond uncalled for. Yeah. Like Pete, listen, not that we, no matter in, where that is, right. No, we, we, we obviously, you know, don't endorse arguments and injections and blah, 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 you know, situations like that. Like it's, you know, we we're we know it's going to happen, but right. we don't, we don't like it. That being said to, to throw the rosin bag at an umpire is I, I don't even know if I have words. If the Korean mm-hmm. baseball organization is smart, they're probably suspending Montgomery and it's not throwing him out of the league. I was gonna ask, are there gonna be are, what repercussions have I have, I have not seen any at this moment, you know. Um you know, these these things can take a little bit of time because there could be an appeals process. There could be, you know, there's a lot of stuff that has to go into this kind of a thing. It's not as it's this is not cut and dry like throwing at somebody where the, you know, mm-hmm. within within 12 hours they're like, okay, the pitcher suspended this amount, the manager suspended this amount, blah, 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 blah. You know, this this is a little different. Yeah, especially if it's in Korea. I mean, yeah. like the the I feel like because they play with more respect. I feel like something like that would be more heinous and more serious. Yeah. Uh, they have know, to the call crime. the they got to call the Korean SVU detectives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a special victims unit thing. It has nothing to do with children or sex. It's it's just <laughs> white guy throws rosin bag. Mhm. Story at 11. <laughs> yeah, I I wonder if umpires are more respected there too i mean imagine to some degree they are right yes yes they are they are it's it's the 
you know, look at look at um, many of the Asian uh, participants in like the Little League World Series and whatnot. You see them bowing to umpires even after they strike out. Hmm. You know, there's a there is a respect thing there because if it, it's they realize, much like the caddy in the course, mm-hmm. if it, if we didn't have umpires, we wouldn't have a game. Right. Okay. Just like if we didn't have a course, we wouldn't have a game. You know. So mm-hmm. so that's it's 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 that simple. Yeah. You know. So yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, and to kind of go off on a tangent with this, you know, one of the main things that we also wanted to discuss today has to deal with the Subway Series. You know, we obviously are reflecting on the 20-year anniversary of September 11th and. You know, we don't we don't need to um, rehash wax poetic. Exactly. That's that's totally not here nor there. And obviously, you know, the schedule was such in baseball so that the Subway Series was held at City Field on the 20th anniversary of September 11th. They did a great job with all of the programming and pageantry to um honor those and who who were victims or first responders and this that the other so so all of that was great and one of the symbolic gestures that i thought was exceptionally important was that the yankees and mets came out during the pregame ceremonies and you know hugged each other they mingled as one team uh to to represent one unified new york uh very similar to what happened when you know, back in 2001, the first game back, you know, in New York was the the Mets hosting the Braves, and uh, you know there were their their hated rivals, and they you know did did a fantastic job of you know hugging each other because they knew what was going on, they knew how how we had to heal and and what, so that so that commingling of Yankees and Mets was uh, symbolic in many many ways. Um, you know, even the Mets were wearing special uniforms that night that they were the, you know, the, this back in 2001, the Mets had the the snow white uh, uniforms. They did not have, they were not using the pinstripe uniforms that they were, you know, mm-hmm. using regularly. And so they went back to the snow white uniforms uh, that they used, but they, instead of having Mets and script across the front, they had their away script that said new york across the front so both teams were playing with new york across the front of their chest so it was again it was it was a fantastic move it was great they were commingling you know they they were hugging each other you know you know you could you could even see like anthony rizzo and javi baez who were both on the cubs until traded this year are now holding each other you know like Mm -hmm. bros you know, as they're, as they're watching this stuff, wearing two different uniforms, it was great. It was it was really really good. Okay, mm. so so then we get to the Sunday night game, and we have an incident where the bench is clear. <laughs> and basically, what was happening was, and, and we we kind of we tried. I tried to follow this to figure out exactly what was going on. You know, essentially, the story is this, and I'm just reporting this. I'm not trying to take a stance on any of it. The Yankees were uh, trying to be very rowdy on Saturday night to get themselves going because they've been in a slide and they're just playing terribly. And relief pitcher Wandy Peralta was in the dugout and he's got one of those really loud whistles where, you know, you can, someone can, can, you know, just like, yeah, exactly. Like not even use your fingers, like just, you know, like force 
air through your teeth at such a speed that it's mm. you know you're just looking at them like are are you are you an alien like what you know how do you how the heck do you do that man if we had that ability you know oh man so so the Mets are picking up on this and the Yankees had like a five run outburst against Taiwan Walker on on Saturday night and mm. the Mets hear the whistling and whatnot and they think that Walker's tipping his pitches and that the Yankees are communicating with that whistle you know it's it, and it's kind of a sensitive thing that's akin to what the Astros were doing with the trash can with the trash can the difference right. though being that the Astros were using technology okay <laughs> technology and I'm not just talking about I'm not just talking about the trash can and the massage gun I'm talking about the video camera okay the Astros had the camera set up in center field and were relaying the signs electronically okay the Yankees all the Yankees did was they looked at if if this was the case they were saying the, the Mets were saying the the Yankees were looking at Walker picked up what he was doing to tip his pitches they weren't stealing signs they were you know some guys when they tip their pitches you know they either have a finger outside of their glove or the glove is fanned a bit more or there's, there's some pattern that that tips the pitch okay so the yankees were if they, that's what they were doing were relaying that information hmm. okay so on sunday night francisco lindor has a big night he hits three home runs and after he hits his second home run, as he's rounding the bases, he turns to the middle infielders and he starts making whistling gestures with his mouth, you know, or the two fingers here, whatever it was. And, he, and he's saying, hey, knock it off. We know what you're doing. And the Yankees are like, what are you talking about? You know, so so then Giancarlo Stanton comes up, hits a home run. And as he's rounding second base, he slows down, turns to Lindor and says, knock it off. Just stop it. We don't know what the hell you're talking about. You know, just stop. And then Lindor and Baez start, you know, giving the whole, you know, the, the hand symbols of, you want to go? Bring it out. Or, yeah, keep talking. Or even mm -hmm. get out of here. Whatever. You know, like, there's mm -hmm. a bunch of different things. And the and the benches and the bullpen's and clear. And there it is. And, and you know, they, they you know, the both teams are talking about it. The Yankees come back and say it's a non-story. We are not stealing pitches. We were, right. you know, Wandy Peralta's just being, you know, obnoxious and whatnot. And Lindor then in the postgame says, I can't accuse them 100% because I don't know for sure, but something was weird. And at this point, you know, and, and the Yankees are using, you know, buzzwords like it's a non-story, it's a non-story, mm -hmm. it's non-story, you know, whatnot. And, and at this point, it's, you know, it's literally just like, listen, I don't know what was going on. Okay. I don't, I, as far as I know, there was nothing illegal that was being done like the Astros did. Okay. Mm -hmm. If Walker was tipping his pitches, as long as there's no technology being used, right. What are you going to do now? Yes. Everybody is sensitive to it and you, but the Yankees were the ones who were sensitive to it the most, you know, they were complaining about it. Like they, they knew something was up as well, you know? So, you would think like the Yankees would be to the point where they're just like, we had this happen to us. We know everyone is sensitive to it. Do we really think that doing something similar, even though without technology, is a smart move? Right. You know, regardless. The point I wanted to make was 24 hours ago, you are all united on the field as one New York, mm -hmm. remembering the, the horrific events of that day of infamy. 
Mm-hmm. And then now, 24 hours later, you're, you know, arguing like little boys. So how quickly we forget what it, what really matters in life. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just, you know, Aaron Boone said, you know, boys will be boys, this kind of thing. And I'm just like, well, you know, you're grown men. I understand that testosterone is a thing. I understand you're both not playing as well as you'd like to be, and you you should be better than you are. You want to get into the playoffs, all these different things. But, oh, my God, it was just yesterday that everyone was crying because of the 20th anniversary of 9-11. And then you turn around and do this. Like, come on. I don't care who started it. I don't care what was going on knock it the hell off right and and that's all i can say about it it's just that it's all of you have to be better than that yeah you know yeah. yankees and mets yep you all have to be better than that yeah that's all i got yeah you know it's uh it's a commentary on how f- how quickly we forget. Yes. And yet, and yet the whole thing was never forget. Right. You know? But, but And it's, it's just, it doesn't apply to 9-11. I and mean, it's anything. Like, let's say you're driving down a highway and you witness a car accident. And you drive slowly by the car accident, either because of rubbernecking or whatever. But you drive and you continue to drive a little bit slowly afterwards. But then you start speeding up again. Yeah. And it's like you forgot that, oh, yeah, I just saw two dead people. Yeah. Like being curled away, carried away in a, on a stretcher. Yeah. You know, like, it just, you just forget about it. Yeah. Because, you know, death and destruction is so interwoven into our everyday experiences that we have become numb to it forever now. I yeah. Mean, it, our, our almost our entire lifetime there is a there is a desensitization about it in a way mm-hmm. too i mean go back before 9 11 let's look at all of the movies and tv shows and whatnot that we have that mm-hmm. glorify violence yeah you know and that's not to say that violence and action and things like that don't have a place in film and TV and theater and this, that, the mm-hmm. other. Okay, you know, just, all of these techniques, all these things have a place in them, but we do have um, a a desire and a a niche in those industries to produce products that are literally just that. You know, this, yep. we literally like gratuitous. Yeah, for ninety minutes, you're going to go into a into a, a theater and watch a gratuitous. Mm-hmm. gratuitously violent Quentin Tarantino movie. And it's like, do you not realize what you're doing here? Yeah. Like, like this, 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 I'm not going to, I don't want to say anything beyond, you know, uh, you know, just re- revealing it. I don't really want to pass judgment on it, but at the same time, I will say like, let's call a spade a spade, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and, What's crazy about that is that by doing that, however that is, we, by being desensitized to it, 
we lack the empathy sometimes to realize that it's in our everyday lives as a very you know close reality and then we get hit with it you know you lose a loved one and you feel it in ways where you're just like oh my god what what the hell just happened you know or you don't feel it at all right you know how many how many people now don't you know might lose a parent and they just don't feel it at all because of right. that you know so it's i guess the whole thing is just that i understand again the context of the situation within baseball and in any other scenario maybe we're lo we're looking at this differently right. but we you know we were we we have just you know we the stuff was fresh in our mind yeah and and we just threw that out i mean we all knew where we all knew where we were yeah when it happened and it's like you know it's yeah but but the thing is i guess that with everything that's going on when it comes to violence whether it's you know terrorist attacks or you know or 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 school shootings you know it, it, it that just becomes so numerous that you know the term numb is comes to mind i mean we just get numb to it yeah and it's unfortunate because you know you forget your humanity a little bit um and i think we're all victims of it in in some way shape or form you know it, it's it's hard to sometimes remember that with everything going on every day it's it's like can you imagine like being an ems worker or you know or or just like have like a doctor yeah. having to tell a, you know a patient's family you know you know robert's not going to make it he's we we've done everything we can you know how many times yeah. a doctor has to like just to to think about like there are classes that you take in order to like psychologically put yourself out of the mind of the the victims yeah and you have to you have to do it from an, a purely objective standpoint or or subjective standpoint where you're just like have to remove yourself you have to just deliver information without emotion almost it's your own emotion it's gotta I be say. it's yeah. gotta be one of the toughest things to do and, like and, ima yeah imagine being a hospice nurse yeah you know this or it, funeral home or working at yeah. a funeral home yeah like can you imagine like the amount of death they see it's like every day it's the de like death is their industry yeah <laughs> like that's got to screw you up and After that a certain amount of time right that is that is recession proof my friend and pandemic proof yeah. so <laughs> so if you're looking to make money go into the funeral business right or tax collection Ta you know that works <laughs> yeah. death and taxes death right and benjamin, taxes. Fra benjamin franklin yeah and self-storage i guess is also kind of recession right. and pandemic proof too so yep. um yeah it's you know it's funny when i when i see situations like that on the ball field I think to myself, I would give a million dollars, and I have nothing close to that, to see a player literally just sit in the dugout 
and not go out to support the team or do whatever they do and whatnot and just say, I'm not about that. I am not, you know, you guys want to, you guys want to be like that. Go ahead. I'm, mm. I'm, I'm staying right here. You guys be immature. You think I don't have your back? Fine. You guys think that. I do unless, have. Unless they're trying to break it up. Right. Well, see, but that's, that is the, th that is the key, the, the key excuse when so many people go out there. Right. They're all trying to break it up. And, you know, then the next thing you know, you got 40 guys on each team trying to break it up between two players. Right. You're like, that... you don't need 40 guys to break up two guys. Okay. Right. That's true. You know, in, in, in high school baseball, we actually have uh, commentary on this. You know, the rule states that anyone who leaves their position for the purposes of a fight or anything like that is automatically ejected. But then there is there is an exception to the rule that was added where it says, except for a coach or other adult personnel who have the intent to try and stop or break it up. Hmm. And, okay. you know, it's, it's, and, and the reason that that's in there is because you've got that loophole, you know, and hmm. maybe it's a little easier to see at the youth level. Um, but what's funny is that that has happened recently within the last like 10 years or so. And what they ended up doing was between these two varsity teams, they, they, they suspended a game and they ended up suspending every member of the team because they all left their position except hmm. the coaches. So the coaches have to play a game now with all JV players at the varsity level, yeah. you know, like that's what happened. So, hmm. so. But yeah, I just I. To but me, you'll never know. see that. So no. that's the thing. You'll never see someone just sit there. Yeah. And and if they do, the amount of backlash, unfortunate backlash they would get for that would yeah. be it would drive them off, drive them to retire. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No. It's no a, team's gonna want them because they're gonna say, "Oh, he's not a team player," and right. he can literally sit, you know, sit there in front of his locker or you know, in front of the Zoom calls, whoever, and just say, "I am a team player," but I believe that there's more at stake in life than whatever the hell that was, yeah. and I would rather take a stand, you know, and and set the example and say, "We all need to grow up and realize there's more to life than quote unquote." defending your teammates i love these guys they're my brothers they're my teammates and we you know we we we've been through the trenches together etc but this i i refuse to cross that line yeah. and and i i would love to see a player do that and say yeah you know what i'm i'm not doing this i'm yeah. not doing this because that to me will expose the immaturity of all of this because you know that the players, the teams, the media, and a lot of the fans are going to say, oh, screw this guy. He doesn't get it. And we'll be the first ones to say, oh, contraire, mm -hmm. he gets it. Right. So death taxes and self-storage. Yep. All right. That well, sounds about right. Yeah. All right. Well, in that case, uh, let's end the episode now so that I can uh, go pay my taxes and open a self-storage business. Great. All right. <laughs> All right. Good talk.
Glad All we right. glad we have a plan. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Good. 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 Great. Grand. Wonderful. No yelling on the bus. So, all right. Well, Sean, thank you as always. Of and and uh, everyone, uh, remember uh, osafoundation.org, facebook.com slash osafoundation, Twitter and Instagram at osafoundation, hashtag how you play the game, also on YouTube. And the email address is podcast at osafoundation.org. We'll talk to everybody again in October. And until then, treat each other with respect. How You Play the Game is a production of the OSIP Foundation, Incorporated. The producer engineer of this episode is Sean Ryan. Music by SoundSpring Studio. The executive producer of How You Play the Game is Jack Furlong. For more information, visit osifoundation.org.